This is your host Usama, founder of Beast with Aesthetics, winner of Mr. Ottawa 2016. I've helped hundreds of thousands of men transform their bodies and transform their lives. You can find me on Instagram at Beast with Aesthetics. Today we have a special guest, Josh Hash from Strengthside. Uh, he runs a YouTube channel with more than 200,000 subscribers. He is an influencer. He is a leader. He is someone that uh, has definitely been slaying that dragon. Um, he's very deep into the movement culture. And so if you've ever stumbled upon videos of people doing some ninja moves, well, Josh is one of those ninjas. And so I will leave you to enjoy this podcast. I just wanted to thank you for joining me and I'm actually pretty excited for this podcast uh, because, you know, that's the first time where um, I actually speak to someone that's in the movement culture and the things that you're doing. So um, could you maybe give us a, like a little background on how you started, uh, why you started like the movements, the movements that you're doing and then the whole YouTube channel and whatnot? Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I'll keep my background kind of brief, but I um, I grew up playing playing sports, you know, kind of like the classic American kid. Um, I played three sports in in high school, and then played basketball in college. And uh, you know, I I think I just developed a lot of uh, a lot of repetitiveness in my body and um it kind of just left me pretty broken down and after that I got into um I I I just kind of went to what I knew which was more of um body lifting or I'm sorry bodybuilding and um and strength training power lifting olympic lifting but all just with really just terrible technique and whatnot and um, it just, yeah, it got to the point where my body was broken down, man. I, I had terrible back pain and I had some knee injuries and whatnot, but it didn't stop me from just keep, you know, keep on, uh, <laughs> putting weight on the bar and, and keep on trying to, uh, kind of stroke my ego with, with bigger numbers and whatnot. And I finally just got to a point where I was like, wow, I, I, I think I'm doing something wrong, you know? And it was around this time. Um, I, I, d- I had a knee injury that was, that really stopped me from doing anything. And I, I stumbled upon some gymnastics training, um, gymnastics bodies. Um, and, you know, around that same time, I kind of stumbled upon Ido Portal as well. And, and it, it just really clicked for me. And I, I really um, was just fascinated by, by like what he was doing and um then i started to see this culture and see some of his students and see um people that were doing similar things and uh i just i i wanted to it, it felt right for me and i wanted to start going down that path so i slowly just started chipping away at it and you know over time have um just gotten deeper into it pretty much 
Dude, so the second you started talking about how your body was, was breaking down and as a result of doing repetitive motions, you know, doing bodybuilding and powerlifting, I was like, yep, I know exactly what that's like. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, funny enough, I actually, um, you know, I was sitting down. Um, and I, was, I was in Thailand a few months ago, and I was sitting down. And I was like, man, I'm facing the same problem again. Like, I need, I need to start taking, like, that that stuff more seriously and i need to start integrating some of the yoga movements and some of the movement culture stuff into my workouts otherwise i'm just going to go down that shitty rabbit hole and that's when i actually stumbled upon uh one of your videos i think uh, it was the um five basic steps like uh steps for beginners to get into that stuff and i actually Mm. started applying them and you made them look so easy and when i actually started like trying them on the grass i was like holy shit i'm i'm tied everywhere i need this sorted right right <laughs> that's uh it's i mean it's it's your very like common problem that men have because you know we the thing about like us men is like okay we want to feel better we want to be more confident we want to be stronger we want to be able to talk to girls we want to be able to just like rise and and become the best that we we can and usually the answer to that is all right get into the gym and start doing bodybuilding right mm-hmm. so um that's great man that's 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 great and i can relate to 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 your story a lot um however for me it was kind of a little different i didn't get into movements specifically i was kind of inspired by it and i still am and i'm trying to integrate some of it so as someone like me or someone that's a complete beginner and has no clue what movements that about the movement culture like how would you describe it how did it help you become the man that you are now and how did it really improve your life other than the fact that it made you more flexible and mobile? Mm, yeah. Um, that's a great question. I think uh, one big thing for me was um, I did, I like I mentioned, I, I did grow up um, being an athlete, you know, and that was really, really important to me for a long time. And then suddenly um i wasn't an athlete anymore and suddenly like my mindset changed to okay now it's all about um you know like you mentioned um uh, building the body and building like a, a, an aesthetic body and looking good and lifting heavy weights you know what i mean and it was like almost in the course of <laughs> a day that my mind frame changed like that. And (laughs) then suddenly, um, you know, years later when I come across the movement culture stuff, it was like, Oh, you know, actually it is okay to, to have both, right? Like there's a way that you can balance both. There's a way that you can still lift weights and and still like go after some of those goals and still build your body but also um maintain some of that athleticism some of that uh like playfulness right that we all kind of grew up with as kids right i don't care who you were like you were you were playing when you were a kid it wasn't about doing pull-ups it was about swinging on the monkey bars right um so you know, what, what the movement 
kind of gave me back was that sense of freedom of of being a kid and I can just go out there and move freely without an agenda you know and I think that I think that that's what you see in mainstream fitness so much is everything is you do this because this but sometimes in movement it's like you go and you just explore this thing for no particular outcome, not because it's going to give you bigger muscles, not because it's going to make you um, look cooler. It's simply just to explore. And I think, you know, that relates to life so much, you know, like some, like it's balancing that yin and the yang, right? Like sometimes, sometimes you need to go hard and you need to really like focus and go at your goals. But if it's too much of that, of course, you're going to, you know, hit a wall and, and, and certain things aren't going to line up. But if you can kind of cultivate some of that playfulness in your life as well and be able to relax into things, you're going to be, you know, I think that you'll be a much more content person. Does that make sense? Got you. No, that, that totally makes sense. And um, it's funny that you should mention it because one of the realizations that I had when I started doing um, yoga is that I became less rigid and not just in my body, but in the way that I was in the world. So, you know, yes. the relationships and, and just speaking to people and, and just walking in public, it just felt like I was more open-minded. And it's funny how that how that translates like the tighter that you are the the more rigid that you are in your routine um the more you seem like that uh, as a person and i totally get the creativity part where you know you're kind of you don't have an agenda you're on the grass or on the floor and just trying to explore and basically going on an adventure uh, yeah. that's what it seems like and um it, it could be one it can be one of the most beneficial things uh, in my experience, because, you know, I, I come from um, a history of like lots of anxiety growing up. And uh, one of the things that I how I dealt with it was through soccer, because soccer was just one of those things that was like that would put me in the zone that would put me in the flow. And it, it was just me enjoying the movements, you know, soccer, there's a lot of movements involved. Um and just the art of it makes you kind of forget about everything. And so, like, is, is this, like, kind of one of the things that you experience when you're doing the movements? You kind of just get in your state and you just forget about everything else? Absolutely, man. I can, I can completely relate to you about, you know, soccer being that um, kind of that getaway. And, and essentially, I think what it's doing is it's, it's taking us out of our mind you know, and, um, like you mentioned, um, um, I think you mentioned anxiety growing up and yeah. yeah, same for me, man. Same, same for me. And when I was, when I was in more of that, um, you know, state of everything being attached to my ego and, and just pushing weights and stuff, um, yeah, I was like completely in my own mind. And it led to, yeah, it led to a lot of anxiety. It led to a lot of suffering, but um, being able to move more um, has a direct link to, you know, getting into your body. And I, I like, I don't really think there's a separation between the mind and the body. I think it's all one thing that's, that's connected. And the more that you can get your body 
moving in not just these linear fashions, but more organic fashions, like the more that's going to, that's going to take you out of your mind. That's going to take you out of the overthinking patterns. And it's just going to allow you to kind of exist in that moment um, much better, you know? And yeah, man, for me, that's been, that's been a real, that's been a really rewarding thing about getting into movement is because, um, you know, I think a lot of people kind of have their, they go to the gym for an hour, you know, hour and a half, two hours, and then they go home and and that's kind of, like their thing. But when you start getting into, if you choose to kind of cultivate more of movement in your life, then you, you, you can use movement more and more through your day. So it's not like your hour in the gym and then the rest of the 23 hours are like doing the, your regular life. It's like movement kind of becomes your life more and you can, you know, it's not like you have to have these intense set sessions all the time, but you can go play a little bit more. Right. And so then the more that you're taking yourself out of your mind, the more, at least for me, the more um, that anxiousness has kind of dropped away and uh, I feel more comfortable. I feel more co- comfortable in my body. And like you said, just walking around and, and just being a human being, you know? Got you. Got you. Awesome stuff, man. Um, so speaking of, of muscle and, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things that like most men want, right, is to have some muscles, sure. to have yeah. that six pack. And, you know, whether it is coming straight from the ego and wanting to be more desirable and whatnot, can you actually build muscle with movement? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I think it I, I think. I think it depends on on how you're approaching movement, you know? I think that if you're just going to go out in the park and and you just want to um <laughs> do cartwheels and like like for instance that that five primal movement video that you were referring to, mm-hmm. um I don't think that you're going to gain a lot of a lot of muscle um through doing that I think that you can develop like a a nice structurally sound body and I think that you'll see a lot of people in the movement culture their their body fat percentage is really low and that's because they're moving a lot you know and mm-hmm. essentially probably burning a lot of calories you know um, <clears throat> but yeah I think you know, for those in the movement culture that do have the like muscular bodies and whatnot, are also doing strength training, you know, also mostly, uh, usually probably body weight strength training, but you know, these more high level calisthenic skills that are, that are going to build um, an appreciable amount of muscle. Got you. Got you. So you did mention how someone can uh, balance both strength training and, and, and integrating, you know, some of that movement stuff to make you more um, mobile and, and just more comfortable in, in your body. How do you go on about doing that? Like, are you currently strength training as well? Or like, what, what are you doing exactly? For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, I'm always chasing goals in, in, um, and let's see, like many different fields, right? So right now I have strength training goals that I'm that I'm going after, and I strength train uh, two to three times a week right now, um, or three times a week, two upper body days, one lower body day, um, and then the other days are you know more of what probably like you would refer to as movement, where um, we're doing 
more of like locomotion things, um, crawling types of movements, and then also more of like acrobatic type of things. Um, so, and that's kind of what I was referring to earlier as in like, oh, like you, you can balance all of these things, right? You can, um, you can strength train and also move, you know what I mean? Like, there's no reason that you can't do that. It's just, it's just that when you start prioritizing multiple goals, you're not going to get as advanced in, in one thing, right? So it's going to be hard to <laughs> be out there doing a lot of movement and also develop, you know, like a 500 pound deadlift or whatever it is, right? Like <laughs> you, you kind of become more of what Ido Portal says, the generalist, you know? So maybe you have like an adequate um, amount of strength in the deadlift and, you know, you, you put a, you put a little bit of time towards building your body with, you know, more of just the general strength movements and stuff, but then you're also putting time into developing your movements and um, the quality of your movement. That makes sense. Got you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, and one thing, you know, I, I realized about bodybuilding specifically is that, you know, you have this like curve where, you know, you start bodybuilding, you start doing these exercises, you're getting stronger, your muscles are getting bigger, you're, you're getting more energy and you're feeling great. And then all of a sudden that curve starts dipping the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is you accumulate all this stiffness in your body and this stiffness in your body, just like you said, I'm a big believer that the mind and the body are the same thing. So when you have this stiffness in the body, you have this stiffness in your mind. So, you know, the situations, the experiences you have in your life, um, they really get affected as a result because if you're feeling stiff, I mean, you're going to act out stiff, right? Yeah. And uh, and so this is why I actually wanted to bring you um, on this podcast and talk more about the movement culture and not just for my followers to understand what it is, but for me to also integrate some of the stuff that you're doing because I think it's uh, it's very important for every man to be to be doing and especially the playful component because the world's a tough place and you kind of mm-hmm. need to play. <laughs> you need to play to kind of... Uh, be the best version of yourself. So for someone like me or someone that wants to start, um, what would be the what, what would be the best starting point? I know Ido Portal is a big fan of hanging and uh, and squatting. Um, for you, like how did you start and how do you recommend uh, new, new new people uh, to to you know start being mobile and all that stuff? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, and you know what? Before I answer that question, I just want to. Uh... I want to touch on what you said right before that about, uh, about, you know, men developing kind of a little bit more of that playfulness. Um, it's something that I've been kind of chatting with, with some of my friends lately. And you do see, like you said, when you develop that stiffness from years of, of bodybuilding and, and, uh, lifting heavy and stuff that, that you get really rigid. And, And recently I was in more of the mainstream, uh, like, box gym that I hadn't like hadn't been in one of those in years and it was just incredible for me to look around and see just everyone like so serious you know what I mean like headphones on just like kind of almost like mean mugging you know and I think that you know if that's if that's kind of like the state that you're living in then 
it's going to lead to to that anxiousness and to that anxiety because you're never going to really be that satisfied. You know what I mean? And I think that just developing a little bit of lightheartedness and not taking what you're doing too seriously, it's something that I like to play with of like, how can I take what I'm doing extremely seriously? Like not skip a workout, not miss reps. You know what I mean? Like do everything to the T, but then also be able to kind of step out of myself and be like, ah, you know, it's just, it's just training. You know, it's, it's not the end of the world. Right. It's, (laughs) it's just a thing that we're doing while we're here existing. Right. So like for me, that has been really significant in my life just to walk that balance point and, and kind of hold those two ideas in, in juxtaposition to be like, yo, this is what I do. And I take it extremely seriously, but also yeah, it, 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 it is what it is. Right. And I can kind of joke about it and, and, and laugh about it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, for, for kind of getting into, um, for kind of starting to open up the body. And I think that's essentially what you're asking is, is if, if there, if you've spent some time becoming, becoming pretty stiff, um, I, I do love Ido Portal's recommendations of hanging um, and sitting in the squat. Um, so his recommendations are squat for 30 minutes a day, um, which is which is pretty intense. <laughs> I've done it before, and that's it's pretty brutal. And that, that's not all at one time, but that's kind of splitting it up into um, minute chunks or something like that. Uh, you can set a timer on your phone and every time that you drop down into the squat, you, um, you start that timer, right? And it, it, it is a fun challenge and you'll find that uh, you can make a lot of gains in, in your mobility in the lower body um, just from doing that, right? And a lot of us develop these stiff ankles over time and that's going to really, really help the ankles. And, and the ankles are kind of like our first contact point with the ground. So if that joint is messed up, then you then like you better believe that the hips and the knees are probably going to be a little bit um, they're, they're not going to be functioning as well. Right. And then the hang kind of works the same way for the upper body. Right. Most of us aren't putting our arms all the way overhead much. So um, once again, just spending some time hanging like five to seven minutes a day, same same. Um, type of thing setting a timer and it'll be really humbling you know you could be a big strong dude but then just hanging for a minute is is a challenge um something else that let's see what i would also recommend for for most people is um is opening up the front of the hip I think that's another one that I, I, most people know, like the hip flexors get tight, the quads get tight, right? Um, so spending some time in like a couch stretch um, where you're just, you, you're, you're putting your foot up on the wall um, and then you're in a kneeling position and you're, you're opening that front of the hip, right? That's going to help to reverse all the sitting that we do um, and, you know, everything is kind of just using your hip flexors, right? And to be a good athlete, you need strong hip flexors, but you also need those muscles to be able to open up and to, to stretch and to relax. And, 
if you don't have that, then, you know, you can, you can kind of be sure that you're at some point, you're going to have some hip issues. You might have some knee issues, stuff like that. Right. So I think between those three things, you can really start, um, yeah, you can really start opening up your body. And I have a, I have a nice follow along hang and squat, um, on YouTube and it's, it's, I believe it's called natural mobility follow along. Um, and yeah, that's, that's like a good, a lot of people are like, Oh, like they comment like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't know something so simple could make so much change in my body. And I think that's what, (laughs) that's what we're all after is like, what can I do? That's like really, really basic. That's going to give me a good thing for my buck. For sure, for sure. Because I mean, the majority of men are not, you know, they don't, they just simply are not at a point where they want to commit 100% into the movement culture. They actually just want to dip their feet into the water and then and then just feel more open and feel just like, you know, less stiff and and uh, and just more comfortable in the body. Totally. Uh, because like, so when I when I started doing, um, so just to recap, folks. So we're gonna be doing thirty minutes of squats a day. That's uh, uh, that's basically chunk. So let's say you wake up, you do a few minutes, and then maybe two hours later you'll do another few minutes, and then so on and so forth. So you're just doing it throughout the day, basically. Whenever you're just chilling, not doing yeah, and, much, right? Yeah. And let me just clarify: that's sitting in in the squat position, in a deep squat position. Gotcha. Um, and if mm-hmm. if that's really challenging for you throw something under your heels like books or something that's going to allow you to sit down mm-hmm. deeper if the ankles are a little bit stiff. Got you. Got you. Okay. And then we're going to start hanging. So uh, find a pull-up bar, find anything you can hang on and that's going to be 10 minutes a day throughout the day, right? Uh, no, that's going to be, so what Ido recommends is seven minutes. Um, I think even five minutes in the start is going to be quite a bit, right? So anywhere from like five to seven minutes. Got you. And then we're going to open up the front hips, so the quads and the hip flexors, uh, just to kind of reverse all that sitting down we've been doing. Yeah. And if you just do a quick YouTube search of couch stretch, you'll be able to find that that stretch. Um, yeah, you'll be able to find that fast. Got you. Okay. So we got a lot to work, boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's, let's actually dig in, uh, you know, go deeper into the aspect of movement and how it affects our mental health, because ultimately, you know, we do these things to feel better, to become stronger, to, to be able to slay that dragon. Um, so for you, what would you say was like the biggest turning point when you, when you started doing the movement, has it helped you talk to, um, you know, the opposite sex? Has it helped you, uh, develop, certain amount of like confidence and and certain aspects of your life like what would you say really made an impact yeah man that's a I like that question I um yeah I was uh, I listened to um the podcast that you did with um the relationship coach what was his name Casey Zander Casey Zander yeah and I, I I really enjoyed it and uh, yeah, I like the, I like the sling, the dragon, um, metaphor, um, because kind of around the same time when I started getting into movement culture and, and it was a slow transition, you know, like you just said, like I started with 
kind of like the hanging and the squatting, you know, I didn't just jump right in. It was, uh, I started dipping my toes in really slowly. And around that same time, I was, I was, uh, I was reading some, some Joseph Campbell. Um, and if you're not familiar with Joseph Campbell, he, he just, he, um, he studies myth and mythology, um, and religion. And his kind of thing is that he, he's seen that like myths kind of repeat themselves throughout cultures, you know, and, um, and essentially they're all just kind of metaphors for, for us living this modern day lifestyle, you know, and, uh, every, every person, but especially every young man kind of has a call to adventure. Right. And this is the classic, like Luke Skywalker, right? Like you have to go off and you have to, mm-hmm. you have to walk your journey, you know, and you have to slay the dragon essentially. And for me, um, I think that going into to movement culture was really scary. And it was like, you know, I'm going to kind of give up all this stuff that I know to be true. And I'm going to start working on things that I have absolutely no knowledge of in that I suck at. And I just made myself a beginner, you know what I mean? And um, I think that that's been really, really important for me along my journey is humbling myself, putting myself in really uncomfortable situations where I don't know anything and I'm a beginner and I just have to be okay with that. You know what I mean? And to get back to your original question, I think the more that you can do that in your life, the more that you can um, get yourself outside of the comfort zone, the more comfortable you become with um, those uncomfortable situations, which might be talking mm-hmm. to females, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so essentially, I kind of had, yeah, I, I had these experiences of of going off and kind of um, uh, jumping over obstacles and whatnot. And, um, all in all, this made me, this made me a more confident person, but it took some time. You know what I mean? It, it definitely took time just being in the trenches, you know? And, um, yeah, it slowly just grew more confident. I grew more comfortable with myself. I, I kind of felt like, I was becoming a more, a more interesting person. I, I think I realized mm-hmm. at one point um, that I was, damn, like, I'm kind of boring. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like all I do is now like, you can do this badass stuff. Eh? And people are like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And for a while, you know, all I, all I really had on my mind was just like muscles and like, you know, like just the typical yeah. like personal yeah. trainer stuff. And I was like, man, I want to be uh-huh. more interesting. I want to read. I want to like do these cool movements and stuff, you know? And, and, and the further I've got into that, the further I feel like, oh, cool, man. Like I'm doing cool stuff. And, um, and yeah, that's given me a lot of confidence and, uh, and yeah, it just allowed me to really grow over the years for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I really like, um, I heard I heard one saying by uh, Dan Locke, and it's basically how you do one thing is how you do everything. I love it. And you know when when you when you when you start with one thing and you master this thing, um, 
you know, as he said, you just become more comfortable to those uncomfortable situations because you've done it. You've done something so great before. And that gives you the confidence to be able to break more fears and to be in these situations that you're not, uh, you know, if you, you thought that you're strong enough to do. And uh, it's, it's very important to constantly go out of that bubble that you've built, even when you master it. Because what, what happens is once you master something, you know, your ego grows and you need something to crush your ego once again in order for you to strive and become better and stronger. And I kind of faced that um, on my own about a year ago where, you know, I've been doing this bodybuilding this physique stuff for such a long time and i got to a point where i was like you know thinking that i'm the shit and i'm the best and then i realized i'm like wow like i still got a lot of things that i'd like to work on i, I, I want to be more fun i want to be more this more that and once i stepped out for a little bit and I actually went all out hippie and i started doing yoga every single day i even <laughs> stopped lifting for some time i actually learned so much in the process because once I would walk in into this class and you know this class is full of girls I was the only guy there so for me that was alone like an uncomfortable thing at the beginning and for me to be this person that didn't know like how to move my body or how to get into the pigeon properly or how to get into these <laughs> positions it was very humbling it was such a humbling experience and it really brought the the really the positive things I started to experience from yoga, I was like, wow, like, okay, I need to integrate some of this stuff into my lifestyle because clearly one thing is not enough. And um, I think it's important to to dabble with so many ideas and so many different methods and so many different things because the more you try, the more tools you have in your toolbox. Completely, man. Ab absolutely. Um relate to you on that for sure and I, I think that's really cool that you uh that you like what 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 fueled that change for you that you did so much yoga and almost like let bodybuilding go for a while why did you do that so it's funny how it happened um I was dating this girl um a while back and she was a yoga instructor and then she kept on my ass like Let, let's go yoga let's do some some yoga and I've never done yoga in my life so I go to a yin class you know one of those slow classes you hold the, the stretch for five minutes yeah uh, really intense stuff by the way it, it looks easy but once you actually do it it's like holy cow I can't even hold this position for longer than right. 20 seconds so as the class was about to finish and I was in the pigeon class or <laughs> pigeon pose sorry all of a sudden I started crying I'm like whoa what's going on over here like what the fuck just happened to me you know and I, I, that kind of threw me off um so yeah. i was like okay well, this is interesting and then I, I go again and then same thing so and then i did some research and apparently um that we we store a lot of emotions in uh in the body and those emotions for men tend to be the hips and the legs and so when i figured that one out i was like okay so all the bodybuilding I've been doing for such a long time is accumulating even more stress in the body, creating more stiffness and not allowing me to have this opening of emotions. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to take a pause on bodybuilding and I'm just going to keep this yoga thing. And as, as I started to do it more and more, I just felt so damn light and so athletic that I haven't felt like that for a while because bodybuilding was just making me like 
very like big and slow and, and right. uh, lethargic and all that stuff. And and to begin with, I I come from like I was a soccer player. I was not used to feeling like that. So that's when I realized I'm like, okay, I got to start integrating some of that stuff into uh, into fitness, right? Um, and and then I stumbled upon Ido Portal and and did the whole squatting, hanging stuff and, and really started to see these results. And I started to realize that, okay, well, bodybuilding is great, but it's it shouldn't just be the only thing if you're looking to feel better in your body, basically. Does that make sense? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Like if – I think there is a way that you can use bodybuilding and really build your body, but then also just – make sure that you're prioritizing some other things to, uh, to keep you feeling good. Cause that's what we all want. We all just want to feel good. And just to touch on what you said there about like, um, Oh man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that though, about, uh, just kind of having that breakdown and crying a little bit and after the yoga and, and, um, oh, I think it's so true that we're, we're storing this tension and in in this kind of trauma, like in our body. And I've had a similar experience, um with dancing like I was never comfortable dancing when I was a a young when I was when I was a teenager into my young adult years like I would never dance I was just like (laughs) I was too embarrassed you know um and around it was around the same time I was I was starting to transition into more movement stuff I went to a couple music festivals and and I started dancing a little bit and I was like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. And then um, I have a couple friends and, and, and my brothers um, and we all kind of started getting into dance. Well, we all started exploring these things called ecstatic dance. And these things are all around in cities across America and I'm sure everywhere else. And um, it's essentially like a club, but it's usually in the daytime and it's it's usually with no uh no alcohol or no you're not under the influence right you're sober um and going to these things was just really powerful for me because it was like I was like just dropping dropping some of that um self-consciousness and just being able to like move my body without uh without like doing something cool but just to just to move and these things get kind of weird you know it's a total like hippie type of thing right there's people in there just doing the weirdest movements and dancing around but it's really really empowering uh just to be able to let it all go you know and i have i've had similar experiences of just kind of like feeling really emotional and in turn that feeling really good for me going forward you know like it's almost like i just like released some stuff out there on the dance floor yeah and and that's why it's 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 so important to have um some sort of ritual where you're just playing because you know when you think about it dancing is moving around like you're going on an adventure just like you know just like doing the movement stuff you're doing um you shouldn't plan a dance it just happens you know you're right. kind of working with your body and you're, you're having all these sensations and and just take and just go in with the music and 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 how the music is, that's how you're going to move. And I think most men, uh, I mean, you know, when you walk into a regular club at night, you know, you look at these men, everyone's just kind of like standing around there with their beer and they're kind of like, just kind of like pissed off and, and it's not really dancing, right? Like, right. <laughs> so I, 
<laughs> I I think those um, those clubs that they I've I mean I've never been to one, but I've been to an event where it was kind of like that, where there's no alcohol and you know you drink like cacao, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you basically get high <laughs> off of cacao, and, right. and it was it was a great fun. I've have had loads of fun actually, and it was I think it was the first time I uh, properly danced and. And I just let it let it go, and and I remember I had like the best sleep ever, dude. I haven't Ooh. had sleep like that for years, you know. I've had that so, same experience, man. Yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know exactly what I'm talking about for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, Josh. Well, I mean, I'd love to keep this going, but um, I'm gonna try to keep this as short as possible because people have short, <laughs> short attention span. Yeah, and uh, I'd love to have you, um, um, you know, sometime this year again. Thanks for joining me. And just before I let you go, where can people find you? Um. Yeah. Well, first off, thank thank you for having me. Uh, this this was an awesome way to start my day. I appreciate the conversation and. Um, yeah, if you're interested more about what I'm doing, what we're doing, uh, just type in Strength Side into YouTube and uh, everything will be there. You could explore my channel a bit, see if you relate to some of my stuff. And, uh, and yeah, you could follow along from there. Awesome. And I just want to throw a little hook there for people that yeah, motivate people to go to your channel. This guy is fucking shredded. So if you think that <laughs> doing movements and you're going to look like scrawny or whatever, go check out this guy's YouTube channel and he's going to prove you wrong. Well, thanks for, uh, for this talk, Josh. And, uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch. Cool. Appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Yeah, man. You as well.